0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts, Dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out that Z E R O so that's Podcasts dot the number two, Z E R O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the the CoIntel Pro 2.0, and that is at Videos with an S Videos dot COINTELPRO the number two and then Z E R O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is. COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers, and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side, seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that, you know, a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you. And since the commercialization of the military industrial complex, these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles. So visit the website, check out the resource. That's COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. Before this prog- uh, podcast starts, I just want to say it's unofficially sponsored by the small resorts in Lahaina. Not the big dogs, but the small people in Lahaina and in the Maui region around the fire uh, is unofficially sponsoring it and by that I mean that we are just going to do a little commercial for a small resort that probably employs quite a few people that live in Maui that clean the rooms that contribute to the local economy that have their kids at the local schools they probably you know I'm saying they work there or there's some young adults who are starting off working there etc people who weren't devastated by the fires, but they're definitely, you know what I'm saying, have you know, are connected to the tourism economy which 70% of Hawaii's economy. Even Maui's is um, dependent on tourist dollars. And I recommend if you're thinking about going to the Grand Canyon this year or in the next month, or if you're thinking about taking a trip to New York or Texas or Florida, or you want to go, you know what I'm saying, go to Las Vegas, can I just convince you instead to go to Paradise in Lahaina, uh, Maui, Hawaii? And I found this uh, this resort for $144 a, uh, a night. There are places going for literally $1,300. And that's a normal rate for somewhere on the water. This is right next to the water. This is Papakea Resort Condos. And, uh, hotels.com has them going for 144. Travelocity has them going for 144. Uh, how many more prices? Orbits, etc. Now, um, it has some service fees and taxes, but ultimately they got some low, they got, they got generally lower than other hotels. And these guys are right on the water, um, Again, they're Papakea Resort and Condos. How you spell that is P-A-P-A-K-E-A, Resort, Condos. And you can get them on all the travel websites. They have a website that's P-A-P-A-K-E-A. That's Papakea. And I believe their phone number is 808-662-1225. Again, 808 808-662- 662 one two two five, they're off of thirty-five forty-three Lower Hano Pialani Road in Lahaina, Hawaii. Nine six seven six one. And I definitely think you should check out the Papakea Resort Condos. They're a smaller uh resort, um l- most likely owned by locals, uh or you know, or or managed by uh the locals. It's not one of the big franchise ones, you know what I'm saying? Like the Regency or Residence Inn or, you know, whatever the other ones, but check them out. Papa Care Resort Condos, unofficially the sponsor of this COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. How are you guys all doing? My name is Steven Beckman. I am the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project, and this is COINTEL 2.0 podcast. Um... I just finally looked at the analytics today. We're up to 67,000 listeners. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, I am just the biggest nobody. And for 67,000 people to listen to what I have to say, I um, i don't deserve it. Uh, this has been a total train wreck, but I've been trying to give you guys all the information I get as I get it, because who knows how much time I have and, um, yeah, man, like, uh, thank you, thank you, I just, I was, last time I checked, it was at, like, 55,000, and, um, because, I mean, I don't, I don't look at it, I just, I literally, like, something happens, I'm like, oh, god, I gotta tell people about that, you know, uh, how, what can I prepare, you know, to, to tell people, you know what I'm saying, but also bring sources and whatever, and, um, uh, to, to, to show, tell people about this and that and that and that. Because like I said, like, this is probably gonna, pretty much going to be a time capsule of the gnarliest time in my life, but instead of hiding, you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to let the fucking government push me around and I'm going to fucking tattletale on how they do shit. Nothing like this existed before. I had to do a lot of the research. I got a lot of help in the beginning by some very awesome people and the um intelligence community around San Diego. There's a huge one. A lot of people don't know that. Um, San Diego just seems like a beach town. Has the three has the most has the highest concentration of military personnel in the world there. So Las Vegas is the you know epicenter for gambling. Hollywood is the epicenter for you know acting and entertainment industry. Uh, San Diego is the epicenter for the military and the military industrial complex. I mean, a lot of people, when they think of that, they think of the Pentagon, like that's the corporate headquarters. Shit really happens. When shit happens, shit happens in San Diego. It's got perfect weather so people can train there all year round. It's right next to the border. So, you know, the intelligence agencies can, and the CIA can, you know, help the cartel transport drugs because we all know that they run shit like it, it. there's a high affluent area, so then rich people when they go there to meet with people in the government, whatever, it doesn't look conspicuous. Um, it's right by the beach. Uh, Tiger Woods plays golf over there in La Jolla all the time. I mean, it's just like the perfect epicenter. But what a lot of people don't know is that that whole city is run by the military and the, and the intelligence agencies, etc. Because it's kind of it's pretty much as far away from Washington D.C. as you can get. And that's on purpose, um, but uh, a lot of people don't know that. That that's pretty much the industry. You know, Detroit has cars. San Diego has the military. You either work, you either are for you either a mil- in military, former military, retired military. Um, you're a military contractor. Your company provides stuff for the military. Something like everything revolves around that. And, um, yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? They don't like when I expose their bullshit and this has been a long road and I appreciate it. 67,000 listeners. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I don't deserve it. I'm a giant nobody. I'm nobody special. I'm nobody important, but thank you. That being said, I only checked it because I had this topic I want to talk about for about a week now. And, um, because it's important, because I haven't really touched on it, and um, over the past week, I've been getting a lot of people in media circles, because I've reached out to a lot of people, people know my name in media, they're trying not to say it, but they know, uh, they know my name, they know my story, etc., and uh, I've made some friends too, you know what I'm saying, uh, I've, I've been talking to this one guy, he Kind of writes intermittently every once in a while. He does like a piece for Newsweek. He's not, he doesn't work for them, but he, he uh, what's called it. Every once in a while, they'll, he'll, he'll write something and they'll feature him. Uh, he was telling me that he's like, I think personally that he's like, I think these media people who are being shits to you, I think that they realize they fucked up and that they didn't do their job. And they're kind of jealous. And I was like, jealous of what? My life is in fucking shambles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the government just stomped all over my fucking life. And uh, he was just like, well, I guess from what he was saying is, um, I don't know, because I guess they, uh, they try hard to talk about controversy and shit like you know what I'm saying? If their fucking YouTube channel gets flagged, all of a sudden they think they're Shay Gaeva or Gareva, however you say his name. They think they're fucking Shay. Um, and, you know, I actually have the experience. Believe me, that's a weird thing to be jealous of if that's the truth. But, like I said, this is what my buddy, I don't want to call my buddy. We go back and forth every once in a while. And uh, he was saying that he thinks people are jelly. I don't know what there's to be jealous of considering that, uh, my life fucking sucks. And I just try to keep in good spirits, man. That's all I can do is keep in fucking good spirits. But a lot of these people in media, they've been talking a lot of trash and they're doing something now. It's kind of like first people were interested in what was going on, right? I'll tell you the, the background of what's going on with, you know, why I'm in COINTELPRO. I think I've told the story a million times, you know, some local cops and some, People who, um, what's it called? Do uh, some soldiers who have NSA detail in San Diego because it's a military town. Everybody knows either somebody or is here. Like, I'm, I'm even in San Diego because my dad was in the Navy. That's the only reason why my family's in San Diego. They were in Texas. I'm in San Diego because my dad was in the Navy. So, like, everybody is either there for a reason or they have family there or whatever. It's all around the military. So, when we have, so crime in San Diego and. Many times, especially if it's like this kind of crime, it might involve people in the military or have something to deal with the military, etc. Because that's just the culture and the industries around there. So, um, but yeah, so some local um, signals intel people who, what's it called? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, military with NSA detail. Because there are military people who, that's their job is to monitor the internet on top of the contractors. They, have, they call it NSA detail. And uh, some local cops tried to shake me down because uh, they thought I was coming in with some money. They were wrong. When they were shaking me down, I ended up like, because I didn't have any money, I had no fucking clue. I was like, well, what the fuck is the deal? I don't have any money. Are they fucking with me? So then I started searching my brain. Like, it was just while I was just being stressed out and like, just almost worse shit done to me. And then I said out loud some shit about, I wonder if it's about this thing shit I saw on the internet a while back. And, um, I just said like a little tiny bit of it. It wasn't even enough information for you to know everything that it was about. I just said it a little bit out loud in my apartment, just me and the girl paid to be my fake girlfriend. Um, to help these people hurt me. And, um, literally my life changed the next day. Like it went from like, let's call it like a five at harassment to an 11, you know, on a scale of one to 10 overnight. Anyways, that's the story. Uh, but, uh, I don't know why you'd be jealous of that, but, um, that's weird if that's true. Who knows? But what they are doing now is there's a shift because I talk shit back to these media people because I don't have any beef with them. In fact, I lift a lot of these people up because I believe in some of the things that they say. I mean, not everything that they say is on the money, especially since I've experienced a lot of this shit firsthand and know how it works, not by choice. I wish I this never would happen happened to me, believe it or not. I'm just talking about it because like if something happens to you and people can learn from it, it's your job to increase the knowledge base. It is. And if you don't look at it that way and you just look at it like I'm going to go hide and wait till this to, to, to mow over, then, you know, now you're going to let bad people do bad things to more people that won't learn about from this. I just want to go back to the marketing uh, uh, and advertising industry full time, but hundred percent of my, inf- my, 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 my. NG, to go to that, unfortunately, that's not my life, and I'm still into this shit. I mean, it's not as gnarly as it was, but it's still here. But, yeah, a lot of these guys, they're, uh, now they've got, like, a group chat going on, and they're a lot of these, like, haters, I guess you would call it, people in media space, and talking a lot of shit, and they're, I guess they're, I mean, what they're trying to do now is if, uh, you, you know what I'm saying, the they're kind of joining the dark side, I guess you would call it. And like, I, oh yeah, let me back up. When this first happened, first people were interested in it, right? People in the media, right? I got a lot of attention because I wouldn't I reached out to a lot of people in media about what was going on. I just got stonewalled, but still word got around all this guys come to us. He's dropping off these stacks of notes about all this crazy shit going on in San Diego and da, 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 da. right. So they stonewalled me but it's not like they didn't know about what was going on. And so word got around. And then what happened was then people tried to steal like my, like they thought it was a scoop and they were trying to steal the shit. And then they understood like, Oh, the story is hundred percent attached to me. So then they couldn't steal it. And then there's some people who are jealous. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what the fuck that is to be jealous about, but that's all I said. This guy who, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes he, he writes for newsweek, um, was like, I think they're fucking jealous. Uh, Because they don't have this long story, series of stories to tell. And he says, and they don't want to, they don't want to give you the mic because then the attention would be on them. I don't know if that's true. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. You want to trade me? You want to trade lives, bro? Fucking, uh, let's do that shit tomorrow. Fuck yesterday. And so now what it's going on, you guys, my 67,000 friends, some of you are probably my enemies, most likely. But uh, now they're being salty, and now a lot of the rumors going on around about me. The they are embracing them, and they're trying to repeat them. And what they're doing, they're doing something called priming the zeitgeist. And if you don't know what priming the zeitgeist is, is you're getting, you're getting the it, usually the the media does this, like you know, state-sponsored corporate media does it, where they all work together to perpetuate a narrative, and it's kind of like. Prime, it's like, you know, behavioral priming, you know, behavioral priming is, we've learned about that, well, you can do that in the media, and it requires coordination, but there's quite a few people from even indie media doing this, I don't have a problem with these people, I don't talk shit to these people, I don't take stories from these people, I promote quite a few of these people, you know, even though they talk shit, because I think the, their message is good, and it doesn't matter if I have beef with them, um, if they're saying things that people need to hear, then whatever. I believe in free speech. I believe even if I hate the motherfucker, I want him to be able to say whatever he wants. Um, but they're doing something called, they're doing something called priming the Zeitgeist. It's just like behavioral priming, which we've talked about. It's kind of like putting down lighter fluid before you grab a match. And so they're trying to prime the Zeitgeist on this completely false narrative that I admitted and I confessed to having pictures of little kids and all this other nonsense. It's a complete fabrication, by the way. Um, We've gone over it. But since I've got 67,000 listeners, and I can definitely tell by watching some of these people's shows that they are regular listeners of those 67,000. Like I said, some of my enemies listen. Um, I would personally like to you know i always believe that i've 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 learned how's that i've learned that a a real journalist a real newsmaker um shits or they get off the pot if they have something they shit or they get off the pot they don't threaten they don't hint at a threat i better stay small i better not you know what i'm saying i better not come forward i better be quiet you know what I'm saying? We're going to, we're, we're going to prime these people to get ready for, you know what I'm saying? To hate you. So they hate you before they even met you. They don't even know why. Cause there's a lot of psychological science behind it, but how's this? I will literally put my dick in one hand for all of you, all my haters trying to smear me and an ax in the other. And if the ax is real, then I guess it'll chop off my dick. But if it's not, You have to go fuck yourself and we're going to, and we're going to do this together. And unfortunately I have to use my show that, and I doubt my, um, you know, rad, super rad group of people who've, um, who've grown this podcast from literally like 12 people listening to it uh, from just people off of Facebook groups and stuff like that I would share my videos with to 67,000. I mean, I'm, I keep saying that number over and over. I'm a nobody, um, I, you know what I'm saying, we've had, you know, like, my second documentary went kind of viral, we got like quarter million views, half a million views on, on Twitter, but, um, you know, we got nuked a whole bunch of times, we had to reset the clock, but whatever, but like, this podcast has been like this slow growing fire, and I just, it's awesome, some of you people call, some people call to harass me, but there are some people who are generally looking for help, and I'll be on the phone with you guys, trying to help you out. Some people call and they give me tips and bro, I just, thank you so much. I, um, I don't deserve it. But anyways, you guys, these people, uh, there are a lot of people in media who are thinking that they can scare me. Some of these people are jelly because they didn't get on the train. So they, they went over to the dark side. They think they can scare me away from a lot of these accusations. So I'll, so I won't go forward. And then somebody else essentially, Essentially, these people, um, want me to go through all this, this horrible shit and then they want to pick up the pieces after, you know, I take a dirt nap and then, you know what I'm saying? See what they can spin off of themselves. It's just the way it is. They're a bunch of, they're a bunch of vultures. Like I said, I have zero beef with anybody in the media, <laughs> like anybody in media, they have beef with me for whatever reasons, you know what I'm saying? So keep in mind, I do not hate these people. And like I've said before, like, I've even, like, even on our mesh TV, there are people that I, you know what I'm saying, who totally, like, left me, hung me out to dry, they wanted to wear my jewelry, you know what I'm saying, they wanted to wear our double, our our double forward slash, which is kind of, you know what I'm saying, part of our ethos, like, they were part of us, but they weren't shit, you know what I'm saying, they ended up, like, totally leaving me out to dry when I, when I approached when I approach them, and they're like, "Hey, I'm sorry, man. People are there's a lot of writing on the wall," and I'm just like, "Don't you guys do investigative journalism?" Anyways, I'm chasing a rabbit here. They're trying to prime the zeitgeist um, with uh, stories and examples, et cetera. They're doing the same thing with uh, Julian Assange, where because they're going to bring him to the United States, and they're going to try to slap they're, it's not going to be a fair trial. But what they're doing is they're trying to prime the zeitgeist, the American zeitgeist. So they're popularizing people getting these really big jail sentences on TV. So we become, so these very large jail sentences um, don't seem like a big deal. But they have to first raise the temperature of the American zeitgeist. And how they do it is by reporting, this guy got 22 years for stealing a sandwich or like Pay attention to the news they're, they're popularizing these really large sentences for, for silly things because and they're doing that and it's happening in the background slowly because they're trying to normalize our reaction to large jail sentences and it's a priming of the zeitgeist because the US government is not going to be is not going to be seen in a very good light after the Assange case. he's not going to get a fair trial. They're, that's why they don't want them him extradited. It's not because... Some people are just like... Well, I know I didn't do anything wrong... Because he didn't. He's a fucking journalist. But they're going to literally try to jail a journalist... For a crazy amount of time. I mean, supposedly... The charges he's facing is 175 years. So basically, death. You know, till death. But... Um, they're trying to prime the zeitgeist with that. There's lots of primers for the zeitgeist. If you're paying attention what's going on in the media... Things that are gonna happen soon, if you can, you know, what I'm saying, if you've been paying attention, because you guys don't have your nose and shit every day like me. Um, you know, some things are coming up, and you can start to see these things, and they're popping up. But well, these haters and these people from media, etc., are trying to prime the zeitgeist for lots of rumors that are zero percent true. But thank God, I went and I got all the fucking receipts from the, even from the government. I have direct quotes from the from the justice department, et cetera, whatever. But we're going to go over that in here in a second before I go over this topic. And I I promise I'm going to go as fast as I can right now. But listen, my uh, backstabbing media friends or people who have a vendetta against me or want to talk shit about me or whatever, let me put my dick in one hand and your what you think is an ax in the other. And let me make this easy for you. And we'll know... If you're full of shit, if I'm not making any more podcasts, because that means I'll be in jail. So how do we do that? Well, I will give you everything you need. For those of you wondering, I faced lots of smears trying to come up through this. And if you've been following this podcast, I know, you know, the, you know, 60 some odd, what was it? 67,000 of you don't want Some podcasts are more popular than others. I know you guys don't listen to them in a line, even though I told you, but these are the smears that I'm up against and I'll give you all the information. And then I'm going to give you the laws that show I can still go to jail for these things and the, and the particular laws in in question, um, that you can cite and quote and know that I'll be going to jail for. And I'll give you the contact info for the specific people that you, that can, that you can report and expedite this because right, if these things were true, wouldn't you want to, that person to pay his debt to society? If not like, or die in jail, right? Because you think these horrible things about him. So let me absolutely do this for you. First and foremost, I've never committed a hate crime. I've never, I've never committed a hate crime towards a trans person, a gay person, a lesbian person. That's one of the smears being said about me. Um, I don't have a lot of details on that. All I know is that all in all, in high school, all I did was hang out a bunch of, with a bunch of broads, and then um, in college, my last, especially my last two years of college, all I did was hang out with a bunch of um, people from um, LGBTYQSTA. I can say that because of my friends. Um, but I hung out with a lot of uh, a lot of gay dudes. I hung out with a lot of lesbians. I just. People from the gay community, um, they tend to be very transparent and they say exactly what they think because they happen to have to live a life where they have to stay true to themselves and they can't back down and they can't be scared. And because that ends up being their life, it produces a certain kind of personality that's hyper transparent and they say what they think and they mean, and there's not a lot of bullshit. And me, being a hyper-transparent person... Some people say I'm too much of an open book. Some person says I cut myself open every day. I don't know what that means, but whatever. Um, I'm super transparent. And I just say what I think and what have you. Um, So, you know what I'm saying? So, I naturally gravitated towards that community in college. That's all I did my last two years of college. That's all I did was I just went to gay bars all the time. Not because I'm gay. Because my friends were and you know what i'm saying um, i don't understand how that could even be seen as true but on top of that i also got you know saying a polygraph for that literally was one of the questions taken the polygraph was being taken by the man who issues licenses to the fbi cia offices here in california he's basically the, he's the li- the guy who licenses people to to administer um polygraph test. I got it done by the president of the polygraph association. No bullshit. Took me quite a bit to nail this guy down and find this guy and to get this done. But I just, you know, how, what else can you say, you know, besides having history and then also, you know, with the fucking Michael Jordan of this shit to show that I'm telling the truth. So, and I did that. Um, and I've, you can find those polygraph polygraph results. Uh, along with all the certification and all the other bullshit at no stevenbeckman.com. Um, I've never downloaded child pornography. Not only is downloading child pornography, that's one of the smears, not only by is it not is it a crime, but your ISP, this is by law, your ISP, your internet service provider, keeps a record of everything you've ever done online. I've also gone into every police station of every city I've ever lived in. No bullshit. No bullshit. I put my camera on record and I put that shit in my pocket and I told them the accusations that people are saying about me. And then I told them to check while I waited in the lobby. Obviously I left and I didn't go to jail. Um, And that's every city I've contacted. And you can go and see those videos of me walking into the police stations, telling them all these things that people are trying to smear me about. Now I'm going to show you the laws that would have me in jail right now. Cause some people are like, Oh, well, what about a long time ago? Statute of limitations. Bro, I'm going to show you the laws that would get me put in jail. Right? Cause there's a lot of, uh, lots of people like to muddy the waters with, you know, none of these people are legal experts. They just hear from this person and that person and it, it re, um, what do you call it? Re enforces a story about someone they already want to believe. And so they're just going to believe it. They're not going to fucking, they're not going to check. But here's the thing is when you're saying life ruining shit about somebody, you better be right. We're going to get into that. Um, but yeah, I've got those videos of me going into every police station, etc. Um, I've also checked with every district attorney's office, asked them about uh, stat, uh, cases where statutes limitations have expired, etc. on the books, nothing. I got that. I got those. I got it on the fucking record from the district attorney of both Riverside County and San Diego County. The only two counties I've ever lived at. Um, some people say, well, I must've slipped through the cracks. Go ahead and Google it. Google San Diego cop child porn. The cops arrest their own fucking people for this shit. Why the fuck would they give a shit about me if they're their own brothers they will put in jail? So there it goes that. So you can talk, say, say words and corrupt cops can put my name in their mouth, but they're not committing perjury around me. They're not saying those things around me because they just want to gossip about me. But uh, if it was on the record. What happens? Oh, I go to the police station and they say what is true because if it's on the record, they'll have they have to tell the truth. Um, here's another smear. Uh, that media is trying to prime people of that I was hoarding child porn in the storage unit. Now, for those of you who listen to the podcast and stuck around, I've lived on my own since age 15. That is true. I worked two jobs. I worked 30 hours at GameStop and I worked 30 hours at Burger King. And I used to hit on the girl in the fryer later, I'd call her my burger queen, but that's another story. Um, and I would accumulate just my boxes of shit. I was basically, you know, a fucking feral ass kid. I had to work two shitty minimum wage jobs. And since I was 15, I couldn't work full time. So I worked as many hours as I could. And then I went to a continuation school to to get my degree. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about people who say they couldn't finish high school. Like, bro, I worked, practically worked two full-time jobs. I skated my ass off and I still managed to get all my school assignments turned in and to graduate high school and to pay for my own apartment, etc. I had to get an apartment down the street from my high school because I couldn't drive a car legally, but I could work enough to pay for a shitty apartment back when people could afford cost of living you know what I'm saying, you'd have to get two jobs, uh, minimum wage jobs, but it still, it still fucking did it. I did that at 15. Um, but so I lived on my own, but you know what I'm saying? Word gets around that you're a teenager living by himself. You don't get a lot of friends that come over. So I was always going over my friend's houses. Always, 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 uh, I'd meet with them to go skate because no fucking parent, if they hear, oh, my friend, my 15 year old friend has his own apartment. Like, you're not going to let your fucking kids over there. But, uh, but anyway, so I just accumulated stuff over time and then I would move to another place and I would just throw the shit in a storage unit. And, uh, in my senior year of high school, um, I, that's when I became sexually active my last year in high school up until then, um, nothing. That was because parents were afraid to even have, you know what I'm saying, once they once word got around, you know what I'm saying, like, I had to go meet people at their house or what have you. But I wasn't sexually active until my senior year in high school. And uh, I met a girl through friends. I, by the way, I'm nearly 41 years old, okay? I'm almost 41. The senior year of high school, when I was 18. In my senior year, I started to be sexually active and I met a girl through some friends, and she was a senior at another school, we had sex, um, like I said, I was a feral kid, so we took photos, um, I, you know what I'm saying, I never knew where they were after it happened, because I was a bit of a, a dirtbag, um, back, in, you know what I'm saying, my senior year, uh, but after it happened, that was it, like, it wasn't, like, a big deal, because like I said, uh, it was the summer of love or the year of love. You know, I started being sexually active as a, as a senior in high school. Um, but I I mean, after it happened, like I have no idea where they went, they ended up going into like a box or whatever, but I lived in the same town my whole life. And I would just, every time I moved to a place and I couldn't have my shit, I would just like keep throwing this shit into my fucking, uh, storage unit. And, um, over the years, over time, et cetera. I mean, just like if you, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys just back up your photos off your phone, but like how much shit do you have in there? Like shit just accumulates. If something, if you just start like throwing shit into like a pile, sooner or later you're like, Oh my God, I got all this shit in here. I got to clear all this crap off my phone. Like, cause it just accumulates if you don't pay attention to it or whatever. Anyways. Um, I never knew where the photos went afterwards, you know what I'm saying? Because it was lit- I'm literally 41, so it's like, what, 22 years ago? And um, I just kept moving these boxes around. Um, I never knew one of these photos was in that box uh, with, like, books and albums and old mail and CDs and random electronics and whatever, wherever it was. But uh, this old girlfriend, this ex-girlfriend who tried to steal my car... I tried to leave her, um, because she, I, I have no idea what drugs were, even though I was a feral ass kid. um, I never got into drugs. I grew up Christian, going to Christian schools up until I was 15, you know, then I was out on my own. Um, they're all Southern Baptists. I have a real, like, I have a lot of ingrained fundamental Christian ideals deeply embedded, even though I don't go to church now or whatever. I still, you know what I'm saying? I'd never... Done drugs, I smoke weed, but that, that's it. You know what I'm saying? I've smoked weed and drink beer, which is pretty much legal now. But I mean, back when I was, you know, um, back in the day, I mean, I don't even think I smoked weed until I was 19 years old. But, uh, anyways, I had to leave this girl because she smoked meth and her life, uh, she started being crazy. I had to leave. She tried to steal my car. And I, she, how she stole my car was. She, I don't know how, but she got into this little safe I had because she was stealing my money out of my wallet. So I got this little safe. Somehow she knew somebody would break into this little safe and fucking stole my, um, I have, I found this rare sports car and, um, what's, it's, uh, I mean, it's not like rare, rare, but it was rare that I found it. it had low miles and nobody riced it out. It was an Acura RSX type S. Um, I just kept that bone stock and I changed the oil. I rotated them tires. I treated that thing. I was a baby. Just too many people get certain kinds of cars that I think are, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think it was a success, the successor to the Acura, but it was bone stock. I kept it so clean, bro. Like I vacuum, I had a little vacuum in the car and they, oh, is that dust? I get it. Like. Anyway, so I kept it in this little safe. I had to keep all my stuff and she somehow got in there, tried to steal that car from me when I was trying to leave her. This girl, anyways, had some of my stuff that I've been lugging around in her storage unit. And I guess when she was salty or whatever going through my shit, she found there was this there was one photo from a thing that I didn't even know it still existed. Uh, like I said, I'm 41 years old. And am I embarrassed? uh, yeah, I'm a fucking little embarrassed, but at the same time, if you don't know something is somewhere and it happened like decades ago, like it's not exactly like, uh, do you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to hide something or I had something going on. It was a total surprise to me. Anyways, I'm almost 41 years old. It's 22 years ago. Yes. The sex was consensual, Uh, Someone said she looked younger. Uh, I don't know. She could have lied to me. I mean, a lot of girls in high school would lie to hook up with seniors. Like, I knew juniors and shit like that would lie just to hook up with fucking seniors. So, I mean, that could have been a thing. But 22 fucking years ago, a girl lied to me so she can hook up with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what What am I on trial for? So... And at most, that means I had sex as an 18-year-old high school senior from a girl um, who could have lied and said she was in a higher grade than she was uh, than me. And probably yeah, probably lied to hook up with me, if anything. But, I mean, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not on trial for this because nothing happened that was wrong. What happened was a girl who hated me found something. The people who were trying to extort me were looking Under every rock, like I said, some of these people were cops. Some of these people uh, uh, worked in intelligence agencies. So they looked for dirt to try to essentially put the focus on me, not them. Because they will lose everything. They'll lose their house. They'll lose their security clearance. Their whole life. You understand? And so then they just ran with the story. And I didn't even know what was going on. I just knew chaos was happening around me but they're trying to smear me for that. And I've already already told people, Hey, this is what's going on. me, I mean, yeah, it means I was a fucking dirtbag, but it means zero illegal, bad, immoral things happened. I had consensual sex when I was 18 with another high schooler. I don't know. She could have fucking lied. I don't know because that was 22 fucking years ago. It doesn't mean that I'm fucking got, you know, 10 years worth of Osh, gosh, but gosh, fucking, uh, 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 catalogs with the fucking pages stuck together somewhere in a closet. You don't know about, do you know what I'm saying? Like this is, it was bananas. How these people blew this up out of portion. They, they hyper misrepresented something that was, if anything, a receipt for me being a dirtbag in my senior year of high school. That's it. People are allowed to, I don't know. Am I allowed to not be a dirt bag? Like I was in my senior year at fucking almost 41. Like this is a, these were huge leaps people were taking, but these people who were trying to smear me were going to grab anything and misrepresent them and be like, look at me. I'm a cop. I wear this uniform. I can't lie to you, but it's what you know I'm saying. Anyways, let's go on to the next smear. Uh, I was never, I, I never raped or skated on rape charges There was the girl who was paid to be my girlfriend who's changed her story many times. Uh, This same girl, I ended up piss testing her because her lies were not matching up. The girl paid to be my girlfriend and she came back positive for meth. So I ended up getting involved with another girl with a fucking meth, secret meth habit. Um, This girl, I would later learn, was aiding these corrupt cops and these criminal soldiers to turn my life upside down. She was helping them from the get-go. So she was pretending to be my fucking girlfriend from the get-go, getting paid to do it. Um, But she was helping these corrupt cops and these criminal soldiers with NSA detail, turn my life upside down. And there was a legit plan to smear me in my hometown. I had to later find out after I had to go and investigate my own attempted murder, that the plan was to smear me in my own town and make life unbearable, then lure me up to Big Bear, where they were going to fucking murder me and fuck, I don't know, feed me to a Big Bear for all I fucking know. But that was literally the plan I had to find out fucking through the grapevine. I had to pay people for fucking information trying to get to the bottom of shit. You would not believe. But this same broad. So... I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I stuck around that town for many years after her claims were made. I didn't even know she was saying those things. Um, I later had to Meryl Streep lie to this woman to trick her into moving out of state because I had to get her and all these crazy people she'd let into the house. Like, bro, I bought $700 Medeco locks. She ended up giving the key to these people so they can get into the house when we would go shopping to put shit in my food. Just, you know, meth addict who's trying to help criminal cops and criminal soldiers fucking murder me and fucking extort me. Go fuck yourself. But anyways, I had to Meryl Streep lie to her. You know what I'm saying? I tricked her into thinking that I was going to move to Indiana with her, right? After... Because they kept trying to tell me, hey, we got this cabin in Big Bear. If you ever need things to cool down. I had no idea, but they were always trying to get me to go there. And while I was going through all this bullshit, pretending to be my friend. But I had to Meryl Streep lie to this broad once I got onto what was going on. It took me quite a few sessions of like lying to her and playing into her game, etc. To try to get the information on what the fuck was happening. But I had to Meryl Streep lie to this broad to trick her into moving out of state with me so I could try to get away from her and these criminals she brought into my life. That being said, I had to sell my rare sports car. That was one of the things because she would never believe that I was leaving unless I got rid of everything. I literally sold everything. So she would think that I needed this money to start my new life. So she would go ahead of me to try to set things up. Basically, she was... Most likely setting things up so they can figure out how to bury me in the backyard. But, and it ended up, to end up tricking her. And it worked. Because when you're in fucking danger, you do anything to fucking get out of it. If you realize your life is at stake. So I pulled out all the fucking stops, bro. All the stops. Like, I sold her on that shit. Anyways. So I had a Meryl Streep lie to her to get her away from me and to move to a whole nother state thinking that I was literally going to come five days later. I just had to tie up some loose ends, but I had, but she had to be sure that I was going to come and she, and if I sold the most precious thing to me, she knew I was serious and I cannot believe I had to get rid of that shit just to convince this broad who brought all this crazy shit into my life, uh, to convince her. But I knew she would not believe me unless I really sold it. She wouldn't go ahead of me. Um, She says she has this video or audio of me confessing to want to have sex with little children. Uh, Where is this tape? How come I can't find it? I've done digital reputation management for five years for companies. Do you know what that is? It's where I get paid to find digital needles and haystacks. And I can't find it. So if there is a deep fake or doctored video of me, why is it literally being... Because I'm a professional at finding things. You understand? With my marketing background, part of that is digital reputation management. Why is it that it's literally, if it is out there, it's literally being professionally hidden from me. Um, There's a way you can hide things with, uh, it's called a no robots hack, where you literally can tell Google to shadow ban some pages of your website to ban them from search results so they never get found. Um, there's another way where you can share it in private chat. All right. And it seems like, well, everyone's talking about this. No, they're making sure I don't see it. Um, or they could do is they can block me on social media, even though I'm not following them, they can block me. Cause I don't know if they block me and then share these things publicly on their profile. Right. And then act like she's putting it out there in the air. And I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? And why, why, why would they do that? Because as we just learned from the fucking huge Fox News settlement where I believe Diebold voting machines got like seven. It's the reason why Tucker got fired. Um, You can't defame someone when it's not true or it's very fucking expensive. And that's why they are fucking hiding this from me because I cannot find this. And I am literally a paid professional in finding digital needles and haystacks for digital reputation online management. Um, here's another smear. I've never uh moving on. So, I've never stolen money from a client. Um, I've and especially this $50,000 that everyone keeps talking that I stole from someone. Why am I not in jail? Okay? And then I've never made threats to a U, to a US president or current sitting president. Um so, how do how do you chop my dick off in this situation? So, I live in the state of California. Um if you if you think you are if you think you're in possession of material that incriminates me why don't you call the police right Did you know that if I was lying about the nature of a 22-year-old folder right and it wasn't that what I just told you Um I could go to jail And you listener right now the 67,000 people I'm putting this fucking dumb drama wasting my time trying to get to this podcast um you could be a hero, and you would get a bad person, and you'd put him in jail. They'd most likely rape me till I, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 couldn't even stand, and then they'd murder me, right? That's what they do to people in jail. Wouldn't you want that for a uh, person that you think I am, right? Uh, uh, wouldn't you want that for somebody who you think fucking does these fucking horrible things? Well, you may not know this, but in 2019, our governor... Um, Help pass assembly bill 218. And that has something called a look back window. What that means is if you have any incriminating evidence, right? You now have a, th- if you go to the police with it, now they have a three year window to make a case on me. If it's real to make me go to jail. So that statute of limitation shit and does not exist. Okay. I can't skate out on this. But it's called, it, it, it was attached to Assembly Bill 218 and allowed, it allowed survivors of childhood sexual abuse, et cetera, to not only file civil lawsuits, but for me to fucking answer for my crimes. So there you go. If you have this incriminating stuff and it's not what I'm saying it is, right? And it's the smoking gun. I could go to jail. Easily. Especially in the state of California. Moving on. There's also extra laws written in the federal code. So just in case people fall through the cracks on child pornography, you can still go to prison. Okay, because only the rich get away with this shit. Now, what law is that? Well, it's it's a federal law. So they can elevate this case to a federal case if they need to get someone who's going to get away with it. That is 18 U.S.C., Statute 2251, sexual exploitation of children, production of child pornography. Um, 18 U.S.C. Statute 2252, uh, pertains also to certain activities relating to the material involving the sexual exploitation of minors. So you can get me on that. That's a federal charge. I can elevate this shit. Do you understand? But because people don't know the law and they don't know these things exist... They just go with this information that they've all that they've been hearing, etc. And they just they think that they're heroes if they're being mean to me or whatever. You're not. Here, if if you're a hero, then please report me. And here are the places that you could report me. You can report me to the Oceanside California Police, and their phone number is one 760 435 4900 My name is Steven Beckman with two N's. My middle name is Robert. Okay. You could call the Carlsbad police because that's also a city I lived in when I, uh, what's it called? That I've lived in. There's this whole little area, right? And I've moved those boxes between those different cities. The Carlsbad police, that's, you can call them at 1-760-931-2197. You have the laws and statutes, et cetera, on your side. Don't forget Or you can call the County of San Diego Sheriff's Department at 1-760-940-4551. Or, or, right, because you can elevate this to a federal charge for the people who, air quotes, fall through the cracks, even though cops arrest their own people. I fucking, please, Google San Diego cop, San Diego police child porn. There are many fucking examples where cops arrest their own people over this shit, okay? No one's getting a free pass on this horrible shit. It's a delusion. But let's talk about federal... Who do you contact for federal crimes? Well, you can talk to the feds. And their fa- and the satellite office for the FBI, you ready? It's 1-858-320-1800. Or, if you're afraid of being a snitch, you can report uh, report me... Through ic3.gov, right? For internet crimes. And you can just report this. It's IC3, literally the letter I, the letter C, and the number th- and the number three.gov. And then this is really important, okay? Because this phone number that I'm giving out links to my phone. And you have to register your account with an official phone number. So even though this is a Google one, it goes, it, I have to register it with the phone right? Even though I have to make this Google one to keep you, but the police have record and bounce back from this. But I mean, I'm already putting all my other information out there, but they can reach me at 442-222-8851. Now I just gave you the laws. I gave you how I can be arrested. Uh, I gave you the contact information. If you let this shit ride, it's because you fucking approve of that kind of horrible shit that you think about me. All right, it's all up to you now. You could be a hero, a turnkey hero, a turnkey hero. Now, getting back to it with the people from the media spreading. Now that we want to throw all that drama before we get into the podcast. If you guys think, because you can prime the zeitgeist and try to scare me into coming forward or continuing to fucking tell what the fuck happened to San Diego, or why that shit even came to San Diego because of that JFK Jr. shit I opened my mouth about, or any of the other crimes that the cops and the local and uh, soldiers with NSA detail tried to commit, trying to extort me. Let me tell you, defamation lawsuits, like we learned with Tucker's case, are very expensive. So every time you get a super chat, No, no, we got a super chat. Do you feel me? Do you understand? Do you understand where this will go? Because I have all the literal facts on my side and they've been verified by the literal justice department, verified. And on top of that, I went ahead and got a fucking polygraph in front of a cop who crashed my polygraph test because of all the drama, because he wanted to see if I'd pass and I got it. By the guy who issues the licenses to the literal FBI and CIA to conduct these things. He's the one who certifies people. He issues the certifications. He's the King Kong ding-dong of this shit. There's no way, There's no reason this guy's going to throw away his fucking career at the top for my fucking thousand dollars and the fucking 20 minutes I spent in his fucking satellite office. Okay? But besides that, I also... There, you know what I'm saying? Since there's all this chatter... And, oh, well, communities really care about their neighborhood. No, they don't. Because also on my website, knowstevenbeckman.com, K-N-O-W, Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, Beckman, with two N's, that's B-E-C-K-M-A-N-N, two N's. How you remember it is na-na-na-na.com. Okay. Um, what's it called? You can see me doing conducting interviews Of literally convicted child rapists in the same communities where these people are stalking me, breaking into my house, fucking stealing my my shit, breaking into my car constantly, breaking into my house to fucking drug my food, exposing me to radiation. These people are doing this shit on behalf of the fucking U.S. government. Okay? Okay. They're not doing it because they care about the community. I interviewed over 400 convicted child rapists in a fucking 10-mile radius around my house. Nobody gives a fuck about the neighborhood down there. Do you understand? So that's a bunch of bullshit. But I, I put up some of those interviews so you can literally see it. And I put their face next to it so you can literally see what I had to see from my own eyes. I had to cover a lot of fucking ground to get to the real fucking facts. So, now that you know I've done all that to clear my name, if you people in the media think that you're going to uh, prime the zeitgeist to smear me just in case I come forward, listen. Get ready. Lawyer the fuck up. Because I already have all the facts. It's going to be such a fast case. You, your head's going to fucking spin. And then next time you get a super chat? Nah. We got a super chat. you understand? Do you feel me where that's going? Nah. We got it. So go ahead, keep doing that shit. For the rest of people harassing me, etc., you have all the information you need to put me in jail, in prison. The exact laws, um, the contact information. You have no excuse. So if I make another podcast, you'll know you're full of shit. Cause you could, my, I'm literally putting my dick in your hands, and. You can see if your knife works. Great. I'm glad we got that all done. Anyways, what I want to talk about today. Let's let's clear this. Let's, let's let's clean the palate. Let's clean the mental palate. How are we gonna clean our cognitive palates here? I'm sorry, but you know, I've been I know how the media works. Um I've been getting threatened by people, people randomly Will create throwaway accounts to say crazy things at me. Um, yeah, bro. I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not gonna back down. I've walked through the fucking fire. I've done nothing but provide someone who ends up being a real journalist in the future. And actually has a real story, another real story to tell about deep-seated, like deep state government corruption. Because this shit, this radiation shit was mobile. It was all over the fucking city. They were fucking taxing grocery stores and fucking having the cartel who work a fuck-ton of service jobs all over the city. They were imploring them to target people they wanted to uh, uh, expel. They were having organized crime do their fucking government's dirty work so if they got caught, they could wash their fucking hands. And It was happening all over the fucking city. And because of the way they did it, 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 is, it, it was done with an extreme fucking measure of plausible deniability because they were using weapon systems that use the electromagnetic spectrum that are invisible and silent to harm people, and then they had, and then they were fucking using all sorts of different kinds of other terrorism, like poisoning, etc., and harassment, and gang-stalking, things that aren't a traditional way of of hurting people, and it's a very strange way people don't know the first thing about it, it's not a common thing, That's which is why it was fucking implored by the intelligence community to help uh, basically kick all the people out of town that they thought possibly could have told me that shit. And their friends. And then they fucking, fucking, you know, their friends of their friends. And they literally were fucking killing people. Murdering people. Some people got it. Did not get the fucking radiation. Some people got a very painful, very public death. You can go and look back in the fucking news reports. Fucking bodies floating in the goddamn Navy Harbor. Anyways, I am not going to back down from a bunch of fucking bullies who are either jealous or didn't do their fucking job. I don't even want to be doing the news. I don't. I, that's why I do it for free, just to fucking prove that I'm not full of shit. That I'm not doing this for likes or clicks. I'm doing this purely for the fucking mission. And it's a fucking disgusting time when even... People in new media are pulling this bullshit, okay? There are some very horrible, wrong things that happened, and they, these, and this abuse can be duplicated because of the nature and how they fucking did it in any other city in America where the government feels there's peop- that they're paranoid of certain people living there around military bases or installations, whatever. Good, honest people. Do you know how low the bar barrier for entry is to get on a terrorist watch list? Now think about what the government would do if they were paranoid about people who had clearance and they couldn't legally just fucking make them leave a city. How would they do that? And they can repeat this shit because it's it it because it, they can do it in a silent and invisible way. And for people in new media to either be fucking jealous or be like, I don't know, we got a group chat where we jerk each other off and fucking, you know, smear shit on the bathroom wall about stuff that we can't verify. Well, I verified all that shit with facts and I'm not worried about it. But like I said, especially you in new media, if you think you're going to jump on a bandwagon to smear me, I've already done all the research. It'll be such a fast fucking case, bro. Your head will fucking spin. And so every time you get a super chat, homie, nah, we got a super chat. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Bitch, threaten me with your clown shit. Do your fucking job. Let's clear our cognitive palate.
1: I'm a baby, man. I'm a lot man. Why should we be pleasing any politician reasons who would to cheat the feasions if they could? The state of the condition insults my intuition. And only makes me crazy and a hard like good. Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, don't let nothing hold your back. If the scat man can do it, brother, so can you, I'm the scat man. My message to you. As a matter of fact, I don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can't do it, so can you. I hear you all ask about the meaning of scat while I'm the professor, and all I can tell you is why you're still sleeping, the saints are still weeping, those things you call dead haven't yet had the chance to be born. I'm the scat man.
0: Now that uh, people have learned to keep my fucking name out their mouth, unless they want to start paying my fucking bills, unless they want to start working for me, uh, I want to provide my 67,000 loyal listeners and people who've been with here, been with me on this journey um, some info on um, cognitive load. Why is cognitive load important? How is cognitive load used in COINTELPRO 2.0? I got some notes here them up. Do Give me a second. But yeah, so today we're going to be ca- talking about cognitive load and it doesn't seem like that's, a, how would that be used as a weapon against you? Um, well, there's lots of ways that cognitive load can be essentially used on you. Um, s- overall, stress increases the brain's cognitive load, making it harder to process information. Prioritize tasks and make decisions, and this is because the brain is stimulated, is, is simultaneously trying to manage stressors and make decisions. Um, for an example, like a student who is stressed out about upcoming exams might actually struggle to make effective study decisions, or which topics to cover first, or how to you know fucking use their time because cognitive load is overwhelming. You know, over you know, overwhelming them with anxiety about the exam. Um, cognitive load can be implemented on you through harassment. Uh, harassment can you know increase a person's cognitive load by introducing persistent kind of unwanted thoughts and emotional distress. This added added cognitive burden can like uh, diminish a person's ability to think clearly and you know make rational decisions kind of like an employee being harassed at work can find it difficult to concentrate on tasks problem solve or make effective decisions because their cognitive resources are being drained by the emotional and psychological effects of the harassment and this can be mental harassment this can be you know physical harassment if you're being harmed you know what i'm saying shit even if you're being harmed at work by like radiation or or whatever or you know what i'm saying but uh, the harassment itself can literally hamper your ability to make effective workplace decisions a lot of people don't understand um, sports teams Sports teams, I mean, I'm just trying to give you guys examples and kind of lean into it a little bit. I give examples before I kind of pontificate. But sports teams, I mean, we all know that stress makes the other team lose. By when we were growing up, I don't know if you've ever played baseball. I played baseball growing up my whole life. Like, um, I was outfield because I had a cannon. But, um, you know what I'm saying? If, uh, if somebody smacked it, you know what I'm saying? I could. I can, uh, you know, throw the first base uh, ASAP or get it to him or, or, you know what I'm saying? If it was way out there, you know what I'm saying? I can, I, I can get it to home. But, uh, you know, like when you play baseball, everyone knows that, hey, ba-da, 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 hey ba-da, ba-da, bada, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you're trying to psych him out, you're trying to put pressure on him so he cannot think and make good decisions or play correctly. Uh, I mean, soccer teams, they use aggressive tactics by, um, you know, constantly pressuring and closing down space. Uh, the up, the opposing team may become stressed and they make lots of mistakes and all sorts of things. I mean, just like when there's a penalty kick, like those guys who stand in front of it, they, they do all sorts of shit. They talk a lot of shit. The crowd fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they fucking talk a bunch of shit. They'll throw bottles, whatever. Because cognitive load hampers a person's ability to make good decisions, or it literally like almost puts a fog over your brain. And it's crazy how that works. Um, In fact, there was when Michael Jordan would play, the people who played against Michael Jordan... When you play, they had something called Jordan Rules. Um, like um, back in the night, and back in 1990, um, there was this group called the Bad Boys, and it was Bill uh, Laimbeer, Rick Mahorn, and Dennis Rodman, and they played on the Pistons, and um, they they were they were called the Bad Boys because they employed really rough, mentally and physically, you know, uh environment to intimidate their opponents and they were they were known for like trash talk and fouls and confrontations but they had this notorious strategy called Jordan rules. It was literally designed to physically challenge and mentally wear down Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bulls with aggressive double teams and hard fouls etc. So knowing that stress and pressure etc will psych you out even for people who are paid for this stuff to not fuck with them, right? Jordan. Michael Jordan, of all people, right? The man. Airman. Like, teams had special strategies because they knew, even if he was the shit, if they increased his cognitive load, that he would break down. He would make bad decisions. Um, it would put him in a bad time. Believe it or not, increased cognitive load also... Diminishes your immune system because your white blood cells are involved in cognitive load and stress, but those are the it's the same white blood cell supply though that has to supply your muscles and your organs etc to fight off diseases, but when they're being preoccupied by constant stress, that's why a lot of people say stress ages you. Stress, you know, I'm saying you can get stressed out and get a cold, or the flu easier. It's because your body only has a finite amount of white blood cells, believe it or not, and White blood cells are called when you're stressed out and, um, to fight the effects of stress. And by doing so, you're actually taking resources away from the rest of your body. So that's why people who get stressed out a lot, they get those gray hair, like their body starts breaking down easier, uh, uh, sooner, or they can't fight off colds and stuff like that. But, um... That's one thing for me to tell some stories from history or whatever. Let's listen to some more contemporary uh, people who are experts on this stuff. Um, Talk especially about stress. Now, this is Hank Green from SciShow. He's from um, YouTube, but he's a very well-known, well-established dude. I think he's going through a cancer treatment right now. In fact, there's another science person. I think Physics Girl had like a weird brain cancer like... Oh, I feel for these people, especially people who make content that just want to teach people, right? You just feel for them. Cause I just, all they want to do is, I mean, they want to educate people, you know what I'm saying? And they were able to make a living doing that. And then they get struck with that. It almost seems like a, you know what I'm saying? Like, like God, yeah, it isn't fair, you know? Cause people try to educate you if bad things happen. I don't know what it is. I just, I got a soft spot for educators. But I think Hank Green's going through cancer treatment or just got over it or whatever. I hope Hank Green is feeling good. But this video is from like five years ago. But Hank Green, who is a scientist, uh, talks about stress and he breaks all that down for you.
2: Stress happens, and that's not always bad. Starting a new job or getting married can both be happy things, but they can also be really stressful. There are some kinds of stress that just don't seem to go away, though, like the feeling that you're drowning in work, but still perpetually worried about making ends meet. If you deal with a lot of stress every day for months or years on end, then stress doesn't just feel awful, it actually causes you physical harm. Psychologists call any event or situation that puts pressure on you or threatens your well-being a stressor, while stress refers to your psychological, psychological and physical reactions. Stressors that are one and done, like locking your keys in your car or forgetting your wallet, bring on acute stress. But when stressors are repeated or continuous, that's chronic stress. Things like abusive relationships, living in poverty, and being discriminated against have all been shown to cause chronic stress. And that psychological anguish takes a toll physically. When you experience acute stress, your body activates a system called the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenocortical axis, or just HPA axis because, Why would you want to say all that other stuff over and over again? It starts deep in your brain, in the limbic system, the part responsible for a lot of your automatic emotional reactions, among other things. There, a region called the hypothalamus releases hormones that start a whole chain of more hormones being released, first by your pituitary gland, and then by your adrenal glands, which release a bunch of adrenaline and cortisol into your bloodstream. And those two hormones trigger the fight-or-flight response. They boost physical activity by increasing your blood sugar and blood flow to your muscles, and bump up your metabolism, at the same time, the idea is that the physical boost helps you fight the stressor or run away. So, like, if you were suddenly face-to-face with a bear, the surge in energy would help you either outrun it or go all, like, revenant on it. The same system is activated by chronic stress, but things get a bit more complicated. Researchers have found that people under some kinds of chronic stress have perpetually high cortisol levels, as if their HPA axis is running constantly. For others, it can depend on the timing, with higher cortisol levels near the start of the stress before it actually dips lower than usual. But we do know that while this stress reaction can be helpful at times, having it running all the time is a problem. People under chronic stress are at higher risk for all kinds of ailments like heart disease, autoimmune diseases, and mental disorders like anxiety and depression. That's because in addition to being super unpleasant to be stressed out all the time, the stress response is constantly sapping your energy. The resources used by fight or flight have to come from somewhere, and one of the places they come from is your immune system. On the molecular level, the same cortisol that works to get extra glucose to your muscles also stops your body from making as many infection-fighting white blood cells as it normally would. So stress can tank your ability to fight infections. It's kind of like evolution is telling your body not to worry about fighting off that cold right now because you need to fight the bear that is right in front of you. Except with chronic stress, the bear isn't a bear. It's your crappy job, or your unhappy relationship, or whatever it is that stresses you out all the time. And that means your immune system never gets the chance to recover and deal with that cold the way that it normally would. One famous experiment demonstrating this involved 11 dental students who volunteered to have their mouths biopsied twice. First during summer vacation, and then again during exam week. It took an average of three days longer for the wounds to heal in their mouths while they were stressed out about exam. All kinds of other studies have gotten similar results, some by punching small holes in people, like they did with the dental students, others by observing how stress affects recovery from surgery or other major wounds. There's also research suggesting that chronic stress explains part of the relationship between poverty and health. Even just the perception of being in a lower socioeconomic class is associated with an increase in respiratory infections. Stress can also advance the aging process. By the time you get older, your DNA has had to replicate so many times that the protective parts at each of the ends of the chromosome, called telomeres, can kind of start to fray. When telomeres are shorter, it's more likely that there will be errors in copying genes, and those errors increase your risk of disease. There's evidence that having more cortisol in your blood interrupts the repair of telomeres, which might explain why stress is linked to diseases that are also associated with age, like heart disease, cancer, and anemia. To stay healthy, the best thing you can do is get rid of chronic stress, but easier said than done. If you can't get rid of it completely, things like meditation and relaxation therapies can help lower your stress response. And weirdly enough, so might changing how you think about stress. Studies have shown that when people think about the source of stress as a challenge to overcome, instead of a threat to their well-being, that seems to lower their perceived stress and reduce their body's physical response. There's another way you might be able to improve your health, too. Help others reduce their stress. In a sample of over 800 older adults, those with high stress who also Also reported helping friends or neighbors with things like housework or childcare had mortality rates similar to those with low stress whereas those with high stress who didn't help out had reduced odds of survival. So chronic stress is not good for anyone, but even if you can't avoid being stressed out all the time, there are ways to help yourself relax, and sometimes you can even reduce other people's stress in the process. Thanks for watching this episode of SciShow Psych. If you would like to keep up to date with all our latest videos explaining how these big old noggins of ours work, head over to youtube.com slash SciShowPsych and click on that subscribe button because they will all come into your subscription box, and you'll watch every single one of them, which really helps with the YouTube algorithm. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Yeah, go follow Hank Green. Um, Thanks, Hank. But anyways, so stress is going to be used on you constantly. I mean, I've talked about it in the past on how they try to hijack your fight or flight so you make bad decisions, and then put you in catch-22s, knowing that because they behaviorally primed you with fear and you're under stress, and they also gaslit you, and they provided you with false information, that you'll do something that might end up killing yourself. In fact, um, many people who seem to have died from accidents, uh, who also happen to be people who work in the military space, or what have you, or have been whistleblowers, there's so many ways you can engineer by stressing them out, um, drugging them, Putting them into fight or flight, etc. Like they can make it look like an accident, and somebody planned your death because they're they were using literal behavioral science, and and first, um, what's it called? Making a map of your behavior map. They get uh, the CIA employees, and I just want to. It's not just the CIA, you know what I'm saying? But there's lots of intelligence agencies. Uh, Air Force is one of them. They're badass motherfuckers. Navy. Um, they have similar capabilities of CIA. Just CIA becomes ubiquitous as the name for intelligence, but every military branch has their own intelligence branch. I mean, the Army is a bunch of badasses. Army runs domestic operations. They do psyops on the American people all the time. We never know. I mean, but anyway, so when I say CIA, I'm just using that as a ubiquitous example of uh, an, a basic knowledge of the intelligence community so I can reference it in your brain. And then, you know what I'm saying, have that as a kind of a bedrock that permeates some information I'm about to explain to you. But anyways, um, so they will, you know, they, they, they know they have um, what's called, they have behavioral scientists on um, salary that make a map of your behavior, et cetera. So they know the things you'll react to. They know all your fears. They actually put you through many experiences so they can gather this library of things to know your fears, know the things that you desire, know the things that trigger your ego, um, everything. So then they can weaponize your literal personality against yourself on top of putting you through gnarly, stressful, high-intensity situations where you're being assaulted by radiation while somebody's trying to run you off the road, um, while they hacked your phone and, and told your GPS to go into the wrong direction. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then they end up having a car come down that road that's supposed to be closed, but they move the fucking cones out of the way. And then you turn off that road that you shouldn't be because they hacked your GPS. And then they have a car waiting to fucking T-bone you at the cross because the reason why that street was corridor and off is because the street lights were out and traffic is only approved for one way right off the freeway like but you don't know you're walking into that because they're stressing you out and they're they know that you're scared of certain things or whatever like there's so many different ways they can plan for you to kill yourself so it's really murder but that's how sophisticated it is you have to really understand um, it's a science. Do you know what I'm saying? You're fighting science. You can't fight science. It's like fighting math. Do you understand? And I'm not talking about the science that the news told us over the past three years that literal scientists were saying wasn't really science. Um, that's one thing. Don't listen to if if you're if you have questions about science, don't listen to the news. Last time I checked, the news. The people who do the news aren't scientists. Now, something I've noticed from this program, being in it, going through the different stages, going through the peaks, and then coming down the mountain, they never go away. I'll tell you that. Get used to that life. If they don't kill you, they're not going away, especially if they give you that much attention. This is your life now. And you're gonna have to learn to see how normal life fits in there. But they never go away. And they use lots of they're people from that are in a you know people who are NSA contractors who will be paid to literally just constantly be there, constantly harassing you online. They're going to implement lots of strategies, etc., to wear you down. And even if they're not like going ape shit on you, like right now they're not going ape shit, but they're still every day keeping pressure on me. I still got people going by my, my fucking work shooting that radiation shit at me. They'll go through the hall. They have little tiny versions of it and they'll shoot it through the wall at me at work. Um, thank God my coworker moved to the back of the office. So they're not subject to it. Um, just fuck like somebody today left a love letter on my car. I don't know. It, I guess it had something to say cryptic or whatever. I didn't even bother to read it. Uh, people sometimes will break into my car and leave maps in there. And circle where they say I'm allowed to and not allowed to go. Just purely out of harassment. They'll just leave that shit in the car. Um, I can't report any of this shit to the cops. I've literally gone to the police to report break-ins. And instead they want to take me to their mental health assessment center. I'm there to report a break-in. Not, hey, the government is fucking hurt. Like, I'm none of that shit. Just, hey, look, broken window, stuff on floor, break into house we got we, we to gotta make sure you, uh, you're mentally fit. Like they just, I had thought nothing of it. Instead, they spent like three and a half hours, four hours trying to ask me the same questions in different ways to see if I'll trip up. So then they can say I was crazy. They did it to me multiple times. The report never gets filed when I finally get to the point where they're like, okay, well, we're going to wait for the results. And then maybe in a week you can come back and report this. Like there's so many strategies to waste your time to make sure that when the government is harassing you that you it doesn't leave a paper trail because they work together with cops and the cops know the strategies because the cops have to employ these strategies when the city does something wrong. You ever heard that expression you can't fight city hall That's because they have systems in place to protect their own ass because so, the city is a business and a business doesn't like paying money. So when cops do bad things, etc there's a whole there's literally a whole recipe book. To make sure you don't get justice. And that's just at the city level. When you have the federal government or people from the intelligence community fuck with you. Oh, me. Anyways. So they're constantly going to be harassing you with all sorts of shit. But it's like they're they're keeping you on simmer. And it wears on you, bro. But cognitive load should not be discounted. Because it is used as a weapon. And as we know, not only does it affect your health, because they're already throwing everything at you. Like, I'm still getting people shooting radiation at me. Um, when I go to get medical care, they'll just be like, we don't see anything going on with you, blah, blah, blah. I remember one time I got into somebody and they showed like, oh, bro, what's going on with these white blood cell spikes? Believe it or not, when you get radiation poisoning, your body's, I don't have any anti-immune diseases. So there should be no white blood cell spikes. I don't take any medication. Um, I'm, not, I'm not diabetic. Nothing. But I finally got into a uh, a small doctor's office that actually, um, what's it called? Did my labs real quick. And it was right after a radiation attack, and that happens, believe it or not, after a radiation attack. So that's literally the only way I was able to start getting record of these attacks. Is right when after I'd get an attack, I'd go get blood work done. So I not only would that be on my permanent medical records when that happened, but I'd have proof of it, et cetera, because believe it or not, you can't, unless you ingest radiation, there's no like real test that you've been exposed to it, except for the side effects of things that happen to your body. But they, the person has to know, okay, when did this happen? Okay. Da, 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 da. But, um, speaking of those white blood cells is your constant, they're constantly shooting the radiation at you. Um, they're going to be fucking with your food. You're going to be ingesting chemicals. They're going to put like, they're going to try to put bleach in your, in your, you know, in your food. They're going to put drugs in your food. They're going to, they're going to, they, they loved to put like chewable, like the, or, or, or they would love to put like crushed up Tylenol in my food over and over and over and over and over. So eventually poison your body. Cause you can, there's a real thing called Tylenol poisoning and Tylenol liver failure. There's really a name for it. I don't take I don't take any I don't even take fucking vitamins because I'm so scared of what I might get poisoned with. I want to make sure I'm not affecting my life. So, like you're going to be under constant stress and it's, all these things will be taxing you. But you can't negate the fact and when you're you're going to just have to understand that even if this shit dies down, right? Like in my case, Jeb Bush and 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 Liz Cheney are now permanently out of politics and out of the news cycle, and there and 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 Prescott Bush's political career is over. So I'm out of the news cycle, and right when that motherfucker finally left the new, like it started to slowly dial down after Jeb Bush left the news cycle, right? Then it started to get a little bit slow, like it started dying down more after Liz Cheney finally left office, and then finally fuckface is out, like. Now it's, um, it's like a simmer though, but don't ever think that these motherfuckers are ever going to go away and they're going to constantly be putting cognitive load on you and it's going to absolutely drain you. Even if you're allowed, and I say the word allowed, allowed to have a job while you're going through this, they're going to constantly be taxing your brain. Um, like I have the problem where I have people walking by. Shooting like little handheld versions of that radiation shit into the walls at me because they they know where my office is on the other side of this shit. Um there'll be cars that'll wait for me in the parking lot. Do you know what I'm saying? With that shit rigged up, because the car versions are a lot crazier. Um People are constantly fucking with my food when I go out to lunch. Um If I leave at a certain time, I've tried different times a day leaving and then I'll have just like a posse of people waiting to start harassing me. It can be like, I can take an early lunch at 11. I take a late lunch at 2.30, 3 p.m. And it's like, it's like these motherfuckers are just ready and waiting. I assume they probably are in, you know, local organized crime. Like, how else would you just be not have a job? And your job is to make sure you harass this motherfucker when he leaves. You know what I'm saying? Like keep the pressure on him. Try to keep him in buildings. You know what I'm saying? Like keep him scared. That's, that's the ultimate goal is to keep you scared so you keep locked up. And what happens is when they scare you and then what make you want to stay in your crib or whatever, what they do is while you're preoccupied with your own safety, then they go out to the community and that buys them time to go around and start spreading bullshit. Um, telling people all these crazy things. You seen this guy. You better watch out for him. People just think like, oh, you're being nice person, in my community. Thank you. Like, and they just take things at face value. They wouldn't think like most people don't have to worry about or think that a group of people connected to organized crime and or corrupt fucking law enforcement is going around saying crazy things because they're trying to cover up for crimes where they're getting paid or compensated to do it. They think they're being nice people. And so these people now are hostile to you and you don't even know, know what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy. But all these stressors, it's on purpose. So if you, like I said, if they even allow you to have a job, you're gonna be have a hard time focusing at fucking work. Um, if you fucking like end up hurting yourself or crashing your car or whatever, and maybe you're not being chased or whatever, but it's just the constant harassment. Like, bro, you're gonna be foggy constantly. If not them putting shit in your food to make you constantly like. These guys are constantly putting drugs in my food. Like the other day, last week, last weekend on Saturday, um, they put some shit in my Chick-fil-A and I was, I couldn't, it was like, I couldn't even like think with the front part of my brain. I don't know what they gave me, but I, and I just had to stay there cause I'm not going to drive while well high and I had to stay there for four hours. This is a thing that constantly happens to me. Constantly getting drugged. I don't know if it's like, sometimes it can be literal bug spray, bleach, drugs, psychotropics, they'll put fucking female hormones in my food. Um, they'll put crushed up Tylenol in there. Um, all sorts of crazy shit, but I'm constantly, sometimes they'll give me drugs where I can't even feel the front of my, like my, I feel like I can't even access the front of my brain. And I just sit there and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to drive my car. You know what I'm saying? Like with whatever they fucking gave me and, and, and risk other people's lives. And I just sit there and I just wait for it to wear. Like, this is a constant thing. I'm constantly battling. And it's, I don't know what to tell you what the hack is for the constant stress and pressure, but I think I'm pretty good at like burying that shit down, you know? <laughs> um, I will t- like, I will tell you, it does not make me emo for some reason, I don't know what it is, but I like, first and foremost, I want to tell you, I'll be honest. I live my day, my life one day at a time, man. I don't know what can happen today, tomorrow. So much crazy things have happened to me. Um, I think I got a little aggro in the beginning because, you know, people in, in the media are getting pretty cocky, right? Um, Unfortunately, they, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people go, they, they protect the establishment and, um, or some people, you know what I'm saying, maybe they weren't your enemy, but now they've gotten jelly or they, like I said, there's like fucking private group texts and group chats and, and, and industry gossip that happens. Um, I, I think I was more offended than anything because like in my understanding, journalists job is to be a mouthpiece for people and when the government oppresses the people, that is your job. And when someone comes to you with a mag- like enormous fucking story about massive government corruption systematic on a countywide scale. And you don't do your fucking job. It's I don't even feel like you're you should be allowed to sit at the fucking desk. How fucking dare you take that fucking charge in life if you're not going to do that job? So I got a little upset because like I feel like you're spitting in the face of real hardworking people journalists who actually are looking for people. And you know what I'm saying? That's their charge in life is that they want to essentially, you know, shine a light on things. It's literally the only reason why we have the Mesh News Project is because I, I mean, shit, bro. I went to go expose this shit happening down in San Diego. San Diego media was completely blacked out and they're all in the pocket of the military. Our local news stations, the local paper. I had to find this out the hard way when I would go there. They let me know they were kind of already waiting for me. Um, because the military owns San Diego. They, that is a controlled environment down there it is a hyper controlled environment. They have their, our slogan is America's finest city because they cover up all the shit that happens. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like, so once I understood that the fucking San Diego media was sold out and, you know what I'm saying just the, it's the same way that mockingbird media is infiltrated that the the navy and the military feel entitled to San Diego they feel like that is their shit they feel entitled to it so they control everything about it whereas the local media etc they that's their playground that's why congress is literally on the other side of the nation that they want they like it that way this is their backyard. They control the narrative. They control the shit that gets out. They have partnerships with organized crime. Um everything. It's a well-oiled machine. Anyways, but to know that people even in new media like that is your job. Okay? Not to sit there and fucking worry about shit written on the bathroom wall like first, if you're in, if you're in the news or a journalist, your job is to get to the truth. Okay. So yeah, that's why I was a little upset. It's because like, you're not, you're not even doing your job. I had to create, I don't know shit about the news. I had to build this plane while I was flying it. My shit is dialed back because I'm, I'm getting ready to ramp up on a bigger project. Um, so you know what I'm saying? I only got so much bandwidth, especially now that the government let me have a job. That's a crazy thing. They let me who knows when they will take it from me, you know? Um, but like, that's what is so upsetting about that is that, um, they're not doing their fucking job, even new media. And I'm trying to have their back. Like, bro, I, I just, I do it for the mission. That's why, that's why I don't do this for money. You know, that's why I'm not trying to think of like, there's lots of strategies. I know the strategies Etc. I'm not trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I look at the news like church. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, I'm not looking for clicks. I'm here to talk about stories and try to hear to inform people. Unfortunately, my bandwidth is constantly fucking under attack. I mean, like every day, I go to some. I, I'm, I'm saying I'm subject to some sort of minor or kind of minor or sometimes major radiation attack. Me. Sometimes I'll get radiation poisoning three times in a day. They'll hit me three times. Still, for whatever reason, I don't fucking know, but um, but yeah, getting off the 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 news and journalist thing—they're just not doing their fucking job, and they need you know what I'm saying—and they're getting kind of cocky. And I understand the new the strategies because, like I said, I took a crash course. Like I I will tell you, bro, if I had a couple million dollars, and uh, I knew the government was going to fucking suppress my traffic. I could run, I could I could fucking revolutionize the fucking news. Like, I just I know why it's broken, I know what's wrong with it, I know the people I would choose for my fucking team, etc. Like, I'm just telling you, bro, I can Yeah. I had to learn to fucking fly this plane as I was building it because no one reported on it. Well oh yeah, yeah, I was talking about before I ran off on that whole bullshit about the the news media. Sorry, I'm a little tired. Um, yeah, I went down to San Diego three times and the whole time there, three and a half hours, three hours, three and a half hours back, the traffic, et cetera, from San Diego to LA, the center of LA, went down there to go meet with all the big news outlets, asked to speak with journalists, made appointments with journalists, etc. cetera. I went, the first time I went down there for three and a half hours, people were trying to fucking run me off the road. They were shooting me with that, ra- uh, that fucking radiation shit, um, that, um, you know what I'm saying? Like they're having vans, like the x-ray radiation, high intensity x-ray radiation, industrial radiography equipment at me in the car. Try, you know what I'm saying? I fucking, I, I had a couple of rosebuds in my plant, pants. I won't, not even going to lie to you. Uh, because you know, radiation boys makes you shit yourself and you shit blood. Um, and I just had to fucking keep my eyes on the road while this circus was going on around me for three and a half hours there. Then I have to compose myself, I have to go to the fucking restroom, obviously, clean myself up, then I have to compose myself, because I'm about to talk to a journalist that I made an appointment with, and I don't want, and I want them to not think that I smoke crack, and I came off the street, and I'm just going crazy, because they are trying to stress me out to a point where I was panic, etc., so I would then transfer that over to this person that I was like, Oh my God, you know, start talking crazy, etc. So I had to keep my composure. I had to constantly dodge people trying to run me off the fucking freeway while they're shooting the shit at me. Like homie, you just, it was a nightmare constantly pulling off the fucking freeway to lose people, getting back on the freeway, catching up with them again. And then when I got there, um, fucking, I was constantly getting ambushed in the parking lot by cars with these things with the radiation things in, they would pull alongside me as I was, as I parked my car and was fucking making my way towards different media buildings. And they would come by me and fucking blast me with that shit. This is right after I just went to a McDonald's and cleaned myself up. Um, I'm fucking sweating bullets. And then after getting nowhere and these journalists wouldn't return my calls or, you know, so even if I, after I'd leave stacks, of information research and research and things to look at and where these things come from and, hey, they're using this shit on these people, whatever. Nobody returned my shit. I was completely fucking, uh, uh, what do they call that, roadblocked. And then I had to make that three-hour journey all the way back to San Diego because I knew that there was this horrible shit happening because I fucking came across something and then the government's hyper-paranoid. And so they sent a fucking cleanup crew to do like, Well, we got some rats down in San Diego we don't like that shit, so we need to start figuring out who's, who's not making the fucking cut and getting them the fuck out of here. How are we going to do that? Oh, we're going to fucking, you know what I'm saying? We got the extermination team. And once I knew that was happening and I had some people from the intel community who were like, bro, you have to go and you have to fucking say something, talk to someone. I yeah, you know, I thought it was just happening to me, but it was happening to lots of other people. Um, at that same time in the news, you were hearing things about Havana syndrome, etc. That was part of it. It's uh, it was a, they, they just could not fucking figure out who the, f- they thought someone told me that shit. I just came across that fucking information that somebody was trying to blow the whistle on and it was only up on the web for a little while. So the Havana syndrome shit, that was all that was during this shit. Okay. It wasn't just San Diego they wanted to know who people from San Diego were talking to. That's why that shit was in the news. People don't understand. There was a literal, not a pretend war, not fucking star Wars. They were literally using real fucking, uh, uh, clandestine uh, energy weapons, uh, basically industrial radiography equipment and weaponizing it to clean house. Cause they thought they had a bunch of rats who told this fucking goober this shit. And that's not what happened. But the military's fucking paranoid. So anyway. So then I made that trip three hours back. Same shit. People trying to run me off the road. Radiation etc. They were trying to make it miserable. Because they didn't think. That I understood. That the media was. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, compromised in San Diego. They didn't think I would make that trip but when i did they were make they were going to make sure it was the worst experience of my life and it fucking was and guess what even though it was the most nightmare road trip of my life i fucking did it again i went back a second time and the second time they had an active denial service weapon waiting for me at my first stop they knew i had an appointment with a journalist and in the at the stoplight before i pulled into the parking lot they blasted me with that shit And I had to sit there at the light and just take it, bro, feeling my whole body was on fucking fire. I don't know if you know what the active denial service weapon is, but it, it, it basically um, activates the moisture in your skin to make your whole body feel like you're on fire. I don't know if you've ever looked it up though. The most, the worst and most painful way to die is by immolation, which is fucking being set on fire. It's the worst pain of your fucking life. They did that to try to make, to try to fucking, you know, take the fucking wind out of my sails. And I still walked into that fucking building and took my appointment. Met with that fucking, that fucking broad. Talked to her. Tell about what happened. No response. When I left the building, they have smaller versions of the active denial service weapon. It's called a phaser rifle. And it's just smaller. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a rifle version of an active denial service weapon. And when I got out of there, I was getting shot by this shit from all directions, just like it was like being stung by a bunch of bees that were also on fire. And I had to deal with that the whole way back to my fucking car, going to my next appointment. Like, and I went through that misery. And then I had all the, the, the road trip back on the second time. Three and a half hours all the way back to San Diego. People trying to run me off the road. Shooting the radiation ship. Like the most miserable time of life. And guess what? I went back a fucking third time. Okay? I kept going. Until I realized like they weren't going to fucking let me pass either. But I did not fucking like... Homie, you think the first time after that. Nightmare. I wouldn't. But I went back a second time and they made it even worse. By lighting me on an visible military science fire or whatever the fuck you want to, how you want to put it. And then I went back a third time. I did that trip there and back a third time, bro. They didn't get me the active denial service weapon the third time. Um, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I am mad I guess they understood that I'm fucking persistent and I'm not scared of shit, homie. I am carved out of fucking wood. I don't fear any fucking man. I've been through the most terrifying shit that you can dream of in your life. On top of being subject to those fucking directed energy weapons. I fear nothing. I fear no bitch. That being said. Even though that was at the height of my cognitive load. Now that I'm just kind of like. Trying to do this news thing. And talk about it as much as I can. My health is fucking dwindling. Because they don't stop shooting this shit at me. When I'm fucking driving around town. Or they'll shoot me with this shit. They pay organized crime to fuck with my shit. They lie to people in the community and stuff like that to, you know, say, even if I move to a different area, they'll, they lie to people in the community about me try to get them to help them fucking whatever. Cause people who make minimum wage, they don't give a fuck. They want an excuse to fucking shit on someone else because they made bad life choices. You know, that's why they're fucking 30 working in a fucking sandwich shop. Um, but cognitive load will never go away. They're not going to stop. And it's something you have to live with. You're going to have to understand it's going to hamper your work. It's going to hamper your relationships. It's going to hamper you remembering things, etc. And it's just never going to go away. And with the advent of L, um, large language models and AI, you're going to constantly have a barrage of, oh yeah, and like real-time deep fakes, etc. They can auto, it's an automated like harassment internet experience now. Where the digital shit, the fucking mean comments, um, people sending you death threats. Like, homie, I get death threats, like, every fucking three days or whatever people tell me I got fucking... They've been telling me this shit every day, almost, for years. Like, people, bitch, about I got death threats. Like, bitch, that's a Tuesday. What? You know what I'm saying? People trying to murder me with fucking radiation weapons and shit, poisoning my fucking food, stalking me everywhere, like... You got a death threat? Lucky? <laughs> like the fuck? Anyways, the cognitive load is not going to stop. And you're going to have to learn to live your life around it. My best escape is music. And you're just going to have to live with it. And they're going to constantly try to take, I guess you would call it your bandwidth. And it doesn't go away, even if the reason why they were fucking with you, like in my case, the Bushes and the Cheney's are out of the news cycle. Rich people aren't scared of me dethroning them. They're afraid of their reputation being harmed. People at the top of the food chain. There's a reason why, you know. And there's that every fucking prison inmate knows the fucking the forty-eight laws of power. One of them is repu. You know, uh, it's, I think it's number five. It's reputation is everything. Guard it with your life. And believe me, people who are in ruling class, um, etc. They guard their reputation with their fucking life because brand is everything. And, you know, saying people want you, you know what I'm saying? They want to keep doing business with you, et cetera. You want to still be able to have leeway. Um, so they care about their reputation being damaged by the truth getting out. They'll run disinformation. They'll try to make people think twice, or maybe they'll put out multiple narratives They'll try to smear me, etc. But what they're ultimately is they don't want... They don't even want the dent on their car. And it was a very convenient dent because Jeb was in the news cycle. And unfortunately, the media didn't do their fucking job. It sucks that new media isn't either. Who's paying your fucking bills? But don't ever expect cognitive load to go away. Like I said, I'm in... I'm in a light amount of harassment. I'm still getting hit by the radiation. I'm still getting fucked with whatever. I mean, you also learn to normalize crazy. So something I thought was too much to handle fucking, I don't know, seven years ago. Um, ain't shit now. Like I said, a death threat is like a Tuesday. You got a death threat fucking lucky. Um, maybe I've just normalized it, but it doesn't go away. It hampers your fucking ability to perform. And that's something you need to consider and plan for. So, like I said, music definitely helps. Uh, I I mean, like I said, I don't get emo. I've never been emo about things. I'm a very transparent person, so I don't keep things bottled up. Um, I understand I'm in a bad situation because somebody wants me to keep my mouth shut. There's nothing. There's not a better feeling in the world than knowing somebody at people at the top of the food chain are worried about me, fucking their shit up. Um, that helps me definitely get through the day. Um, I don't get email about shit because I understand the processes. I understand how it can be hijacked. I understand how they might try to augment certain abuses, etc., with drugs. You can't let it get you down, bro. Like music helps staying organized. If you're going to, if they're constantly going to be fogging up your fucking cognitive processes with constant harassment, you're going to have to learn to get very fucking organized. Your space has to be organized where you put things has to be in the same place always. Um, because the simple things become, can become triggers For you getting fucking crazy pissed off or whatever. Because you're constantly trying to fucking... Like, these people want me to... Want to catch me slipping. I can't give them the opportunity. But so that means I have to keep my shit locked down. Like, you have to be hyper-organized. Any kind of extra stress. Any kind of, like, thing you can miss. A bill pay. um, Forgetting to fucking take the... track, Like, just being hyper organized. And it sounds silly, right? Being anal is helps dealing with it. But what happens is when the simple fuck ups in life that aren't shit can trigger you to get super angry because you're going to get stepped on every fucking day. Your ego is going to get stepped on. Your health's going to get stepped on your ability to Make a living is going to get stepped on. You're going to get fucking... Like, call me, your life is a doormat. The government's going to do horrible things. Cops are going to be encouraged to fuck with you. You're not going to get justice when maybe some guy ends up getting a power trip because they were told, oh, yeah, that motherfucker, yeah, DHS says we can fuck do whatever we want to him. Yeah, fuck that dude or blah, blah, blah. like, some you might have to deal with some cop with a fucking power trip. Sometimes you find cool ones. There's ones that have been cool. Um, but, like, ultimately, just... The shit that maybe you were slipping on because like it doesn't matter, right? Your life's all about experiences. It's not about keeping your shit clean or whatever. But if you're going through this, every single way that you can reduce cognitive load is going to make you last longer and not be that thing that that tripwire, right? It's just a little wire, but it ends up definitely making you fall down on your fucking face. It sounds silly. Music, um, being very honest with yourself works. Being hyper-organized works. Because I was never an organized person. But since I have to worry about... Um, is somebody going to drug me? Um, kind of like, you know how like a diver has like their emergency shit on their belt. They know where their knife is always on the right end. They know where... You know, the cutaway tools on the left, like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like almost like an emergency first responder. Like, you know where your shit is, so you don't have to think about it. That's the main reason for being the hyper organization is because your cognitive load is going to be constantly hammered. And you're just trying to live a basic suburban life, but you have all these other things. Like I said, they harm you in ways that you can't see or hear. Through The the spicy parts of the electromagnetic aspect, you're constantly be affected by that. You can eat something you didn't realize somebody fucking put there that was laced or they paid someone to lace it or whatever. Like, And those things will trip you up, etc. So you have to design your life now kind of way a first responder has to know, you know what I'm saying? Or like an operator has to know, is this firearm's here. You know what I'm saying? Like, this mag, you know what I'm saying? My my mags are over here. I got my fucking tourniquet back here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be that hyper-organized. Not because you know, you're an operator, but because you have to reduce how you'll react to any kind of co- like major stress that could come at your way. So it just like water off a ducks back because you are emergency ready. I got my blade right here. If I get into a situation, how fast can I pull that blade out? I got to fucking, I got to I got to you know, I got to practice doing that. How much can I, you know what I'm saying? Can I trust this blade? You know, can I trust this knife in case I have to d- d- defend myself? Um, you know, what are you doing with your car? Except like this sounds silly, but every bit helps. So when you are hit by something, because there'll be fluctuations, it'll die down for a little while and then you'll get hit by something massive. It's to reduce cognitive load. And that's how you stay in the game longer. That's how you live longer. Cognitive load doesn't seem like it's important, but that's your fucking transmission, dog. You know what I'm saying? Your, your, your heart's your engine. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of heart. But you also have to take care of the fucking transmission, homie. That's going to keep you in the game longer. It's going to keep you living longer. Making good decisions that help you live longer. Uh, now here's another tip. is your per- If you can find something that will reduce the amount of time you search for something, like... Let me put it this way: instead of looking for the flashlight in the drawer, right? This is this is how silly it gets because every you have to think about this now as bandwidth. Think about it as bandwidth, like upload speed or what have you. Your your cognitive load, because you might need to rapidly rely on your uh, what you've learned over surviving this to possibly survive another situation. They're going to be constantly like at the after the reason why they're you're in COINTELPRO, Pro they like I said they're just never gonna go away they're never gonna you know what I'm saying leverage their relationship with organized crime the intelligence community or fucking DHS agents they maintain relationships with organized crime they just do they just do people don't think that's I mean shit bro in World War II the mob kept the fucking harbors safe for the Navy okay there are that the, our military is very tight relationships with organized crime, especially because the U S government can't be seen doing certain things. So you're constantly going to be harassed by organized crime. It's something you have to think about when you, um, but regardless, I'm going to, I don't want to chase that rabbit when you're buying shit you're going to have to buy, you're going to start buying shit like an old person does at a convenience. Oh, that's a, that's in the clever way. Yeah. It's a special flashlight stand or whatever. And then here's another trick. Now that you got the special flashlight thing, right? That you don't have to search for. It's got its own space and you know where it is so you can get it in an emergency, right? That seems like a silly thing, right? What if I need this in an emergency? That's how you have to start to organize your life because bandwidth, cognitive bandwidth is so important. Um, you're going to have to start buying novel things that, that will enhance your convenience in life and rapid access to things rather than aesthetics. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, buy that clever thing that reduces your, you know, oh, well, now I have this new flashlight thing and uh, the flashlight thing. I know where it's always going to be. Now I don't have to search for it in the drawer. Cause I always know where it is just in case, you know what I'm saying? While I'm going through this shit now I need to, you know what I'm saying? Somebody might cut my fucking power. There could be someone crawling around in my shit. It's always right there. Right. I hate to say like, you know, live your life like a fucking operator, but fucking a, um, it can get crazy, bro. It gets fucking hairy quick. All of a sudden you realize like somebody was relying on you to get comfortable so they can ambush you. Like it's happened a fucking hundred times to me now. But here's another trick is now that you got that new convenient thing where you can fucking, you know, your tactical light setup thing where you always know where it is or whatever. Now to even decrease even further cognitive load, put that thing next to the light switch that you already know is somewhere. So now your brain has a smooth flow of everything that relates to light is all in the same place. Do that shit with other items, et cetera. Group them accordingly by uh, uh, um operation because when you're in an emergency situation cuz like I said they will rely on you to get comfortable and then fucking throw a, cur- a hairy ass curveball at you randomly there could be like like this is post the gnarly part of COINTELPRO Pro is the, and you know what I'm saying um they're still going to be sapping your bandwidth every once in a while throw you a curveball And, um, how you reduce your stress level is these little clever tricks increasing your bandwidth because bro, stress is going to fucking kill you on top of all the other shit they're throwing at you. We just listened to Hank Green talk about how stress will fucking put you in an early ass grave and how it works and the science behind it. Thank you, Hank Green, by the way, go follow him. But, um, but yeah, start keeping things around and group them by category and usage on top of that. And then also another trick to reduce reduce your cognitive load, since it will be expunged still, and you're gonna have to learn to live your life like that. They're constantly keep pressure on you, bro. Even though it's not heavy pressure, you'll get used to it. And something that might be heavy for a normie, um, we'll be seeing like a fucking Tuesday for you. But you know what I'm saying? It, um, but regardless, is every day kill your ego. Like. Kill your ego. Nothing is worth it. They're going to try to bait your ego a million times. So you fucking make a mistake. Do something stupid. Do you know what I'm saying? Try to like... You're going to finally get tired of just eating everyone's shit. And be like, you know I'm going to go fuck this dude up. And they were waiting for that. And then a car full of like seven dudes come and do a dance on your head. Because they were waiting for that. So that's another trick. And... Because your cognitive load also is tied to your ego and you want it to go away. And your animal brain is saying, like, if I just make these people understand that there will be a pain associated with doing this, then they'll stop doing it. But in fact, they understand that's what's going to be eventually. Eventually, you're going to get tired of it. They know that's why it's slowly the harassment will ramp up and um, they'll lure you into a situation. But your animal brain is saying like, look, these motherfuckers need to know why the lion is the king of the jungle. You can't be fucking with me like this. It's going to be a trap. Just is. they're smart. Okay. And there's more of them. And even if they're stupid, they're instructed by a smart person. Because, you know, IQs are not accumulative. Even if you think, well, all of us think this and that must mean we're smart. No, it does not mean that. How do you know that? Fucking Jonestown. Go Google that. Jonestown Kool-Aid. We'll have fun with that. Um, So that, so kill your fucking ego. Kill your ego. Like nothing is worth it. Nothing. Nothing is worth it. You are in the game now. Right? In the tail end of the program. Now they're kind of like simmering down. Your Your goal is how long are you going to stay in the game? They're trying to, they, now that they've made sure that what you had to say didn't fucking reach the right people or they convinced the fucking, the, the people that would have to fucking get involved in bullshit, jealousy, um, fucking rumors, or just their fucking sellouts masquerading as journalist. That's so that's, that's more popular than you think, bro. Just like your famous, your favorite musician you know what I'm saying, they're, you know, the, 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 the goal is to sell out for them, like, yeah, they love doing it, but, you know, they also like being comfortable, motherfucker, the goal is to sell out, like, most people are like that too, especially in media and journalism, those motherfuckers want to sell out too, you know what I'm saying, like, you only got one life, they're not gonna, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're not, they're, they're not stupid, you know, but nothing, yeah, getting back to it, sorry, I chase a lot of rabbits, but nothing is worth it. So you have to kill your fucking ego every day because these people are doing this on purpose because they're, they're trying to, you got one life and now that, you know, there's people just paid to keep a minimal amount of pressure on you. They still want to sap your bandwidth. They still want to keep you stressed. We know stress will literally kill you or will aid in killing you if they subject you to something or, I mean, they would, they would do the most craziest shit. They would fucking put like cold and they would put flu viruses and shit. They would get somebody who had the flu or whatever to hawk lung butter in my shit. So I would get the flu while I was going through all this crazy shit and it would fucking wipe me out on top of everything because like your stress being stressed out lowers your barrier or whatever. Like they could keep your stress levels up and then subject you to something that you might be able to survive and then you don't make it because your body's fucking immune system was so down or low, Um, like I said before, man, once you hit your 50s, homie, this is not an old man's game, you know what I'm saying, like, I definitely think if you're trying to blow the whistle on something, and the government, dude, don't do it in 50s plus, and I would say, you know what I'm saying, think about that this is going to be a years-long battle, so how old are you going to be when you know, saying that it's over, but they're still maintaining pressure on you just to let you know who the boss is. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, bro, um, kill your ego every day. It's not worth it. Just tell yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, just know, be confident. Nobody's better than you. Just be confident. Like the insult doesn't matter. Just be confident, like, that's not true. They're just trying to say something that you want to defend yourself because they want to goat you into something, because they want to steal your bandwidth. They want to increase your cognitive load. And also understand that these motherfuckers who do this internet harassment shit will be constantly badgering you online. They'll use throwaway accounts. They'll encourage other people to harass you with, like, there's all these different ways to hide her, you know, saying hide, um, like, smears about you and shit. I went over some of them to go other people to do their job for them for free, but you're constantly going to be harassed online, offline, and you have to kill your ego because that's going to keep you living a lot longer. Cognitive load. You have no idea. It's actually so important. So important. Um, just to keep your head up, stay in the game. But yeah. And at the end, my, my, my favorite, um, Life hack for staying in the game long enough is just killing your fucking ego. Don't go into this thinking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to suck having to eat shit every day. They're doing that on purpose. So if you kill your ego, their bullshit won't bother you. And that won't sap your bandwidth, increase your stress load, and fuck your health up. You understand? On top of making it hard for you to perform at a job that you probably weren't allowed to have for fucking five, seven years or whatever. Because... If you have money, then you have options to escape this shit. They can't have that. So, like, you have to think about all this stuff. So, think about those hacks to reduce your cognitive load. Kill your ego every day. Because that extra tension. some Shit that other people wouldn't bat an eye of to engage in. Like, bro, you're going to have to be the zen master, bro. You're going to have to be fucking Gandhi about shit. Um, some days it's going to be hard because some people just do the fucking, they just, sometimes they do the most worst things. It just, you're going to have to fucking be the Zen master, homie. Anyways, cognitive load is so important. There's a lot of science behind it. There's a lot of strategy behind it. There is, and ultimately if you know what I'm saying, you survive, and they don't manage to trick you into literally killing yourself, because that's the thing, you know what I'm saying, if you can't handle the fucking death threats, you know, other known as otherwise known as fucking Tuesday, or what the fuck ever, um, staying in the game is reducing your cognitive load, this is your life now, I mean, I haven't even started to think about dating, or fucking that, like, I'm I, I'm I I I want to survive, because like, I only got one life, and I don't, and I want as much life out of that one life ever. I mean I don't. There's nothing after this. I don't believe there's anything after this. Um, so staying in the game is my number one concentration. Uh so I can't give you a podcast about dating post Co <laughs> It's literally the last fucking thing on my fucking dome. But um, yeah cognitive load is a son of a bitch. And you wouldn't think that would be the way you might go out. But as we just learned, there was that lady in that newspaper. Remember that newspaper that got, um, fucking stormed by the cops. Remember that? And because they were reporting on local corruption and then they just had this illegal storming where they stole their computers. Remember that shit? And then the guy's mother died because the cops came in and raided it and she got so stressed out. And then his old mom, who was an investor in that newspaper, she died the next day fucking stress because of stress, because her body no longer had that bandwidth and resources to micromanage that. Even though she was older, she probably could have stuck around for a few more years if she didn't, you know what I'm saying? Stress out her engine, stress out her transmission. That doesn't seem like a killer, but that is. And you know what I'm saying? You would don't be the person who goes out with a 50 year old heart attack. That's what they're going to try to do, bro, because they're going to play the long game because the government has an infinite amount of money and all the time in the world to keep shitting on you to make sure you don't air their dirty laundry. Anyways, my name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. I hope you, you know what I'm saying, uh, I've enjoyed this podcast. Please check out tv.meshnews.org. There's all these newsmakers on there that you know what I'm saying, are the bee's knees. These people do this shit cuz they love it. That's why I support them. They say good things. They really are focused on waking people up, and that's why I do it. I don't do any of this stuff for money. I don't, you know what I'm saying, like I would say like f- f- fuck It's almost like having a second job I don't get paid for now. Even though it feels like I'm doing something minimal, I'm like Mesh TV that takes probably an hour out of my day to curate because I want to make sure I purge everything about politics because politics doesn't matter. Policy matters. A lot of people don't know that. But that's... Politicians don't matter. Policies matter. Um, I curate that stuff and then I have to essentially build the programming the daily programming in reverse so then i can pepper in we have bumpers we don't have commercials but we have bumpers in between every few shows of amnesty watch talking you know to remind you about julian assange about snowden um about david uh david mcbride he's in Australia. Uh, those are just some of the three off the top, uh, you know, the top three I can think of people need to keep an eye on and keep in your hearts and minds and support them. By the way, free Julian Assange. I think the best way if you can't um, support Julian Assange with money is you retweet WikiLeaks and retweet Stella Assange whenever she posts. Cause that's all she's trying to post is trying to get her husband out of that bullshit. Like retweet WikiLeaks, retweet them. Like, Put it on your timeline as much as you can Um, because keeping someone, you know, saying in the in the limelight is the only way we're going to keep, you know, saying reminding people what the story is actually about. And it's about Julian Assange trying to be smeared for being a journalist. Um, But yeah, getting back to it. So, yeah, we don't have commercials, but we have Amnesty Watch breaks in between shows. Um, to remind you, kind of like why we're fighting this fight. Replace this with your news, okay? I'm, you know I'm saying, um, we've got a couple of hundred people watching it a day. We want to get that up to a couple thousand. We, um, you know, what I'm saying you can skip over certain things, which makes it great about a uh, mesh, uh mesh TV. All these people get the money that they're that they get from their advertising. I don't get anything from this. I don't, you know, what I'm saying I make no money off of this. Um. So these people who do these shows, they get all the advertising revenue. So you don't have to worry about like me trying to take advantage of people. I'm literally just trying to create awareness. I'm trying to create a decentralized news network of people who I have vetted over the years. As I've had to learn to build this plane while flying it. um, Of the people who are doing good and the people who are underrepresented. And the people who deserve your attention. Who are going to tell you what you're not being told on the television. And we have a whole news network and nobody's in charge. So that means that there's no editor in chief saying, Hey, you got to say this about Pfizer today. You got to say this about the vaccine today. And everyone has to fall in line. You remember that great video about how, uh, that video that deadspin made a while back where it was a bunch of local news stations all reading the same script and how creepy it was. And this is essential for our democracy. That's what happens, bro. Even in local news, because it's owned by giant conglomerates. But this is the first decentralized news, the world's first decentralized news network where no one is in charge. There's no editors. And so you're going to get lots of different perspectives on things. You're going to hear things you don't like. You're going to hear things that you do like. Um, And that's on purpose to help you learn to think for yourself. So we got great people on there. We got Redacted. We got um, fucking Jimmy Doors on there. We got Russell Brand on there. We got uh, Kim Iverson on there. We got so many. We got uh, 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 um, the Gray Zone is on there. We've got Mint News, uh, Mint Press on there. We got Lee Camp on there. Um, Jake Tran, like all these great people. And they do this shit. Because, uh, there's so many more I just didn't list. Do not do not think that those people are any less important. Uh, Ron Paul, Liberty Report. Fucking Ron Paul, homie. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like the Jesus Libertarian himself, you know, <laughs> Libertarian Jesus. Fucking Ron Paul, man. He's got nothing but great things to say. Like He's like an oracle at this point. Um, but it's going to be all independent, down the middle. So, Like I said, some people might lean left. Some people might lean right. You might hear things you don't like, but that's good. That's good. Because those people are, guess what? They're Americans. Do you know what I'm saying? They're Americans, and that's all that matters. Uh, if they're not harming someone, you know what I'm saying? If they're not trying to encroach on your on your life, then them saying words... Has no effect on your life, and maybe think about hear things from their side, etc. But we're designed, and I'm design, I created this on purpose, like this. And I feel like if you really are interested, if you're somebody who loves to watch the news, I know lots of people love to keep the news on in the background or whatever. Just turn that shit on and let it play. Cast you hit the cast to button from your phone and send it to your phone if your phone's on your Wi-Fi, um, or you can even put the put the put a code into YouTube. If you're not on the Wi-Fi, and you can then essentially still control the TV programming for the TV show, and if you're listening and if you're watching some uh, a mesh new, uh, a mesh TV newsmaker, and you're not feeling them, or maybe you heard you're pretty educated on this story, already you just take your phone out and it turns it into like a when you cast it to your TV, it turns into like a little remote. You can't do that with the news. You just have to sit there and listen to fucking Anderson Cooper talk. Even if you're like, I don't want to listen to this guy. Nothing. I got nothing against Andrew Cooper. I'm just saying like, but you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't want to hear any more about that story, you're like, oh bro, I've been listening to news all day. I got, I want to move on to the next, who's, what else is on? What's, who's next? Tell me another thing. Um, you can't do that with the news. You just have to wait. You just have to wait for the show to be over. But with this, you got your phone turns into a, a, a remote. It's probably the best way you can ever get the most honest. It's literally the most honest news on the planet. The on, most honest news planet on the channel, on the planet, TM. So, you know what I'm saying? Support Mesh News. Go follow all the creators. I put those people on there for a reason. I vet them. Um, tv.meshnews.org, tv.meshnews.org, tv.meshnews.org. And uh, I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego, from deep inside the filter bubble. I want to thank you for listening as we pull back the curtain. Now, we are a zero-profit news project. It's not a 5013C nonprofit, but a zero-profit passion project. We don't make money doing this at all. So we don't have sponsors, but we do endorse necessities and organizations that are worth your time and money. So, you know, whether you're a target of COINTELPRO or just one of the 55,000 plus listeners to the podcast, I recommend getting yourself a Faraday bag. That's F-A-R-A-D-A-Y. A Faraday bag or a Faraday sleeve for your mobile device. They make Faraday backpacks and phone sleeves and even sleeves to put your key fobs in so you can put your laptops and your tablets and all sorts of things in these bags different sizes. And, you know, especially for the key fobs, because as key fobs become more and more smarter, you know, your car keys, um, who knows what kind of tracking tech can be used maliciously in your car key fobs. So they actually make those as well. Uh, there are many brands. I don't recommend, I don't, and you know, recommend a particular brand. They all do the same thing, but there are brands out there called mission darkness uh, Hadoofy. That's H-O-D-U-F-Y. Um, Silent Pocket is another brand name, just to name a few. They all work the same, but they have different stitching and features and price points. So whatever brand you choose, you need to get yourself one as the security state is continuing to violate the constitution and your God-given American rights to privacy. It's not about if you have nothing to hide. It's about the principle that the fourth amendment is not conditional. Now, Did you know the Department of Homeland Security can put you on a domestic terror watch list just for homeschooling your kids outside the brainwashing and dumbed down public school system? That's 100% a fact. Because of this, you know, I want to endorse the Ron Paul Homeschool System. And you can find it it at ronpaulhomeschool.com. It teaches your kids in domestic terror, such as critical thinking, comprehension, high standard education that surpasses the public school systems. And in levels above like third grade, I'm pretty sure the system is entirely video-based and automated online. So it doesn't require mommy and daddy to be full-time teachers. They can do this from a desk in their room on like an inexpensive Chromebook. Well, you can still grow like a home-based business, have a grandparent or childcare care monitor, uh, monitor their day-to-day or whomever you see fit. And then allow them to have the important social stimulus at like an after-school program like the Boys and Girls Club, dance, sports, MMA, whatever. But overall, it's time for this country to raise thinkers and doers, not sheep and robots that reinforce the status quo. Which is why I cannot enough recommend the Ron Paul homeschool system. Um, In addition to this, the Mesh News Project would like to recommend to families becoming a member of a mosque, a temple... Christian church. Even if you don't know what you believe or you don't believe anything at all, what public schools don't teach you is ethics. That's where church comes in. In many degree programs in higher education, there's often a course called ethics, but that's in higher education. You know, like business ethics, medical ethics, judicial ethics, etc., where school where, where school teaches, public school just teaches education, not even that well, church fulfills the portion that's not covered in schools, and that is human ethics. So not only do churches provide ethics trainings for your kids, but it also gives them social interaction within the environment of high ethics. So even if you're not a believer, have that discussion with the kids, just like you did with Santa Claus. You know, this is overall, it's just an imperative ingredient for raising good People and when they turn 18, tell them they can do whatever they want, but until then, their ass belongs to Jesus. And finally, we would also like to endorse you know, shit hits the fan skills like learning basic home and auto repair, uh, learning how to do food and water storage. You can learn all that stuff like on YouTube and learn 3D printing and you know, 3D printing for parts, etc., or even for firearms. You have to understand, you know, the pandemic really opened our eyes to. You know, the the country could shut shut down in just the littlest of time, and you may not have access to many resources. Banks might be shut down. You know, who knows? But with three D printing, you can go online to like places like the catalog. That's G A T, like Gats, Gatalog.com, and they can t- they teach you everything about three D printing your own firearms, and they're legal. It's legal. It's within the law. It's not illegal. They're not ghost guns. Um, It's legal within the law or they wouldn't be able to exist. Go to the catalog and other online resources. And, you know, also if things shut down, you might need to print things like parts, replacement parts, whatever. So 3D printing, absolutely. Um, Aside from basic like food and water storage skills and home and auto repair skills is an imperative. Um, It's just like insurance. You know what I'm saying? You pay insurance for your car and your home, et cetera, just in case you need skills that are insurance. Now, Mesh News is a zero profit production and you can find out more about us at meshnews.org and I recommend watching our annual documentary, 2030 Vision. You can find it at the front page of our website. That's meshnews, M-E-S-H-N-E-W-S dot Now, if you take anything away from this podcast, I want you to understand, like gospel. It's not red versus blue, brown versus white, LGBTQ versus breeders, or you versus your neighbors. It's always been and always will be the haves versus the have-nots. You are the only thing that's real. Narratives are the delusions. Fear, love, and time is the only currency. I'm Stephen Beckman, and I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble.